Kathleen Rigg has been flying hang gliders since 1985. She competed in her first World Championships in 1987, where the team took the gold medal. Her latest competition result was in the 2013 Forbes Women's World Championships, where she won the silver medal. She has flown on most sites in the UK and a large number of sites around the world, sharing the sky with hang gliders, paragliders, sailplanes and many birds of prey. Outside of competitions, she has been flying the Derbyshire Soaring Club sites for 30 years, before the invention even of paragliding, when the hills were crowded out with hang gliders. Kathleen was the chairman of the Derbyshire Soaring Club and the British Hang Gliding Competitions Panel for several years. I started my flying career on hang gliders in Derbyshire in 1996 and I often had the pleasure of flying with Kathleen in my early days, not that I ever kept up with her. In those days we hang glider pilots were in the majority, although paragliding was growing. Hang gliding has suffered a decline in recent years and many hang glider pilots have now switched to paragliding. Paraglider pilots are getting less and less opportunity to fly with hang gliders and are often unaware of their flying, launch and landing characteristics, differences in speed and etc. This lack of understanding has often inadvertently caused problems for hang gliders and lead to friction between the two communities, which is a huge shame. We share so much and can learn so much from the accumulated wisdom of hang glider pilots, especially now that paraglider performance is increasing and we can often fly in conditions previously only suitable for hang gliders, and I'm thinking here particularly about flying in wave. So in this podcast I talk to Kathleen about sharing the sky and what we can all do to make things easier for everyone, and that includes paraglider pilots as well. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your hang gliding experience? Okay, my name's Kathleen Rigg. I've been flying hang gliders for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 30 years, but I've stopped counting. <laughs> so when I started hang gliding, there were no paragliders. It was just hang gliders. That's how long ago I started flying. Yes, I've seen paragliding right since the beginning. And we used to watch uh, one of our local pilots just run down the hill with a parachute above him and bumping down the hill on his bottom, all the way from the top to the bottom. And we just used to have a good laugh at him and say, that'll never catch on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look where we are today. It's interesting because obviously I started off as a hang glider pilot. And I mean, even I, starting 96, didn't think that there would be a day where there would be so few hang glider pilots around mm. and you know we're doing this podcast tonight to sort of talk about the issues of flying together and making that experience good for everybody but a lot of paraglider pilots these days don't actually get a lot of experience of flying with hang gliders and I think that's I'm kind of hoping that this podcast helps a little bit to make the experience better for hang glider pilots so that more people come back into the sport really. It's very apparent when you speak to the paragliders, they have no idea of the difference. They're not thinking about the difference between how you fly a paraglider and how you fly a hang glider. They're not thinking about the fact that we're flying around really fast and everything happens a lot more quickly for us than it does for a paraglider. So we have to make decisions more in advance, sort of sooner than they do, if we, if we to avoid problems and collisions. The paragliders, you can just sit there and float about a bit and fly about a bit. And you don't really have to plan your flight or what you're going to do 
when you're ridge sawing as much as you do on a hang glider. That's one of the main reasons why there tends to be a bit of a conflict because they just don't realise what's going on around them in terms of the hang gliders. And then why should they? <laughs> they're, they're flying a paraglider. But they are sharing the air with the hang gliders. Yeah, actually, I think one of the problems with appreciation of speed is that paragliders see another paraglider coming towards them and they know that if that wing's like 5 or 10 or 15 seconds away... And when they actually need to plan to do something, like move or turn or whatever, they've got less appreciation of how fast the hang glider will be coming towards them and therefore they're less able to judge when to make that move. But I think that's also a feature of the fact that they have an opportunity of flying with hang gliders less often. I think if they just sort of thought a little bit and learned a little bit more about how we fly and the, and the differences in the challenges that we have when we're taking off, Hang gliders get terribly frustrated. This mostly happens on very light wind days. And for a paraglider, you can pop up and you can fly about and land on the side of the hill. But for a hang glider, if you're taking off in the wind's light, if you don't get that thermal or get to circle in the lift when it happens, and it, it may only happen once, <laughs> then you're in the bottom. You're right at the bottom of the hill. And that's generally the end of your day's flying. And that, that's why the hang gliders get so upset about it, because they feel like they're being forced out of the air and onto the ground. And, they, and, and you feel like these, these people are actually doing it on purpose. But, you know, they're not. If you think rationally about it, they just don't realise that they're actually causing you that problem. And it's just a little bit of thought. If it's a light wind day and there's a hang glider flying around, level with takeoff, not getting any height, that hang glider pilot is not in a very comfortable position. They're just about maintaining and it's taking every ounce of their concentration just to maintain and maximise the lift as they go up and down the ridge. And they can probably just about cope with, with one paraglider. Uh, but as soon as more than one or a few start popping up when the hang glider is still level with takeoff or just above and you have to start flying around them, then it makes the whole flying experience quite unpleasant for most hang glider pilots. And it will put them in the bottom landing field because they're, they're not actually focusing on staying in the lift and optimising their flying to stay up. The thing is, on a light wind thermic day, there are a few chances and yeah. you, you just need that opportunity to establish yourself in the thermal. And if you've taken off and you've found that little gnat's ass size bit of lift and 50 paragliders descend on you and you've got no chance. No. And if they just let you become established and yeah. just get a few turns in so that you can climb and you're safe... And then there's still plenty of time yeah. just to give you that opportunity. And, you know, I've been there, you know, screaming at people in the landing field because I just wasn't given the chance. And mm. I'd spent all day carrying up, rigging my hang glider just to be then, you know, forced out by people who then 30 seconds later t slope landed yes. and took off again. And then it got really good. And I was sitting in the bottom landing saying, thanks, guys. Thanks a bundle another complaint that a lot of hang gliders make is that they're not looking at me they haven't seen me they don't know where i am it's happened to me a lot you fly up to a paraglider and you're watching him for a good five ten seconds 
And he's flying along the ridge away from you, but you're catching him up. And he has no awareness that you're behind him, that you're about to overtake him. He never looks around. It's because it's the difference in speed, I think. Hang glider pilots are always looking around. We're always checking who's above us, who's below us, who's behind us. And you know exactly where every other hang glider pilot is around you within the vicinity because they all move much faster and you have to watch them. Paragliders, it doesn't, you can sit and just have a quick look and, but you just don't move fast enough to have to look around that much. So you mix the two together at different speeds and that's when all the, the conflicts occur and you end up with people swearing and shouting. We just don't want that. It's, it's not a nice way to go flying. I mean, I, I, I really love flying with paragliders, actually. There's the odd occasion when it gets a bit busy and the, the lift is poor, where I get a bit frustrated. Most of the time, if there's nice thermals or a little bit of wind, then it's, it really is no problem at all. And... Um, I've had some uh, lovely flights cross-country over the back, just playing around with all the paragliders, thermaling around with them, seeing what they do next, where they go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I'm not sure I can really go this slow, but I'll... <laughs> it's quite interesting watching them all. <laughs> well, you can always go hunting and come back yes, to them if they find something. Yeah, they're very good at marking the thermals. The other times when... Hang glider pilots get quite nervous is um, when they're trying to top land or land in the bottom landing field. Because of the speed of the hang gliders, our approach is much faster. And we actually have to set up a proper landing approach, as you would in a plane or a sailplane, which I think most paraglider pilots don't really understand because you can just sit at the back of the field and do a few S turns or probably just come straight down and you'll land in the field and it'd be quite difficult to overshoot. You're probably more likely to undershoot on a paraglider than you are ever overshoot a landing field. But for a hang glider, um, if you come in a little bit too high, it is very easy to overshoot a landing field. So it's very, it's quite, and you have to do big S turns up and down the back of the, the landing field or you do a, proper round the field landing approach and do a base leg and turn in and land but the speed that we're coming at makes it quite difficult for us to predict exactly where we're going to end up in the top landing field it's not such a problem when you're landing down the bottom where the air is smooth but if you're top landing there's a very steep wind gradient for a hang glider pilot if you're at 50 feet there might be quite a lot of wind as you come through that wind gradient, the wind drops to almost nothing as you hit the ground. And you have to pull on loads of speed just to keep yourself flying to get through that wind gradient. And you don't know how much wind gradient you're going to hit exactly. And you don't know how far up the field you're going to go. And if there's a, a paraglider stood in the middle of the field, just having a little play around, popping the paraglider up, or perhaps just packing the paraglider up in the middle of the field becomes a massive obstacle. And it's not to other paraglider pilots and to the person who's packing up in the middle of the, the landing field. They don't actually realise that they're causing a problem. But as you're coming in to land, and even for an experienced pilot, 
you can't really predict exactly where you're going to land. You know where you'd like to, and you certainly want to land in the field. But as you come through the wind gradient, it all happens very quickly. And trying to avoid people in that field um, makes it um, a lot more stressful. I don't mean to generalise, but quite a few paraglider pilots don't realise that hang glider pilots can't take evasive action when they're on finals, mm. like paragliders can. So there's somebody in my way, oh, well, I'll just crab a little bit to the side and then I'll just land next to them. No problem. Yeah. You know, on a hang glider, as soon as you turn when you're in at full pelt, you will go sideways and you will not land, you know, you will do some damage to either your equipment or yourself. Yeah. You, know, you have to come in straight and level. And I think paraglider pilots, some paragliders just don't know that. Yes. They just think... It's a massive field. Why don't you just land over there? Yeah, yeah. We've gone across and chatted to the paragliders who are sat in the middle of these landing fields, having a chat, popping the paraglider up, and they have no idea that they're causing a problem at all. In every single case, it's not crossed their mind. They might be behaving in a, in, in a way that's causing uh, danger to other people's flying. When you explain to them, you know, can you please not stay in the field, land in the field, pick your paraglider up, walk to the edge and pack it up by the wall so that you're out of the way. And it's just a natural thing that hang glider pilots do. We land in the field and we immediately pick our hang glider up and we walk it to the edge of the field and park it. So the next hang glider pilot coming has got loads of space to land in. To be honest, when I was still hang gliding full time and had never touched a paraglider. I used to get all the jokes when I was carrying the hang glider up the hill of, oh, you know, you just get something lighter and, oh, you want to try flying something proper. And I used to get so fed up with it. And then I'd land in the bottom and they'd all be scattered around because people would land and then they wouldn't bother carrying it anywhere. They'd just pack it up where they were. And I'd go over and say, if it's so bloody light and it's so bloody easy to carry, why don't you carry it to the edge of the field? And I used to get really mad. Yeah. And I used to go and shout at Paraglider Park because it's not rocket science. It is. You know, you're in a landing field. When you're coming in on your Ryanair flight in, you know, London Heathrow, you don't expect to find airplanes all over the runway and your pilot has to make dodging maneuvers you expect the runway to be clear it's not it's not difficult and and it does wind the hang glider pilots up and they they do go and have a go rather than sort of having a conversation i mean this isn't a new problem no. i mean i remember this problem from the days when there were still more hang glider pilots than there were paraglider pilots yeah i think it's the fact that a hang glider is easier to carry when it's rigged, whereas a paraglider is actually easier to carry when it's in the bag. I found this a bit of a universal. Whenever I've flown abroad, often I've found that paraglider pilots will just de-rig where they land, unless there's a really good reason, like a bar or some shade. But I wonder these days also if these kind of um, landing fields and launch etiquettes are to do with the fact that there are now so few hang glider pilots. Mm. There are days where you just don't see any hang glider pilots. I mean, in my experience, if you if you go and just have a reasonable word with people and just explain, they, they, they're incredibly apologetic and and oh, oh and, you know they just didn't realise yes. and, and they kind of learn from it and they don't do it again. And often they're very good advocates then to other pilots to sort of say oh you do realize that that's going to cause a problem and there's tons and tons of paragliders who've flown hang gliders 
it's a shame when there's conflict because frustrations have just boiled over either because somebody's had a bad day because they've been pushed out of the lift and that's their flying day over or because they felt endangered because somebody didn't move out the the landing area because most of the time we do actually fly perfectly happily together Mm -hmm. yeah we do and i think it's people need to talk to each other i feel quite you know that it's very difficult for beginner hang glider pilots to to get a look in on a light wind day because if you were sat there on a hang glider and you only and you had 10 hours or even less than 50 hours and you're just faced by a sea of paragliders all going up and down. You're just not going to take off. And then the hang glider pilots, if they keep coming, they come out too many times and this happens to them. I say, well, why do I put all this effort in when I don't get to fly or I'm too scared to fly because the air is full of paragliders? Hopefully they, the, the learner hang glider pilots, Learn to come out when it's a bit windier, because <laughs> then a it's easier for them to stay up and soar, and b there's not so many paragliders in the air, so they'll have a much nicer time. But I think that's 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 down to the other hang glider pilots nurturing the beginners and looking after them and bringing them along, and making sure that they they are coming out on the the right days to get the hours to get their experience so that they're more confident to take off and fly amongst the paragliders when it gets a bit busier. Yeah, I wish there were more hang glider pilots. So do I. (laughs) I would really appeal to any paraglider pilot, if they have the opportunity, to go and do a a tandem flight on a hang glider. Mm. You know, it's a real experience in itself, just to see what it's like and to appreciate the speed and appreciate the landing and the takeoff and it's just an amazing experience to have and if you have the opportunity in your club or if there's a school nearby that has got a tandem hang glider spend the 40 50 quid or whatever it is to just have a, a flight with a hang glider you know it really is worth doing especially if you've got hang gliders in your club and um, and you want to fly with them and you want to see what it's like from their perspective I suppose all we can do, Judith, I think, is the hang glider pilots who are out and the experienced paraglider pilots try and, and talk to as many people as possible. And, and if you see somebody who's a problem or could perhaps sort of behave in a, in a slightly more considerate way, then you need to go and talk to them and explain to them the problem that they may be causing and, and how they can actually um, behave in a slightly um, more appropriate manner. To, to save, perhaps, somebody having a nasty accident. Somebody ground handling in a, a top landing area is a classic example of that. You know, I've, I've walked over to people and sort of said, you know, there's a hang glider pilot flying, you know, you're you're actually causing an obstacle. And they're like, but they're miles away and they're really high. And it's like, yeah, do you know how long it would take that hang glider pilot to come down here to land? 30 seconds? And they're like, Really? Yeah, <laughs> they pull on a lot of speed. <laughs> they come in pretty fast, and it's just this sort of awareness, just little things. And I think you know there are so many ex hang glider pilots or people who have flown hang gliders who are also paraglider pilots. And you know we should really be at the forefront of helping to educate our fellow paraglider pilots as to to what's necessary. And the knock on effect 
for that will be that it's not just better for hang glider pilots, but it'll be better for other paraglider pilots as well. Yeah, it's it's actually better for everybody because exactly. if you're a beginner paraglider pilot and you're trying to land in this field, and um, it must be quite stressful for them to have people sort of dotted all over it. <laughs> They're trying to land. Yeah, I mean, the last thing you need is target fixation. Yeah. And that's the same for hang glider or paraglider pilots. It makes no difference. No, you know, you've got one object in a field and it's quite funny. You do just stare at it. You end up landing <laughs> on top of it. And it's really, really hard to make yourself look to the left or the right because you just keep getting drawn back to it. As soon as you're looking at it, you're flying at it <laughs> and you're quite likely to land on it. And I just, you know, that's with the speed of the approach for a hang glider, that, that's more of an issue. But you will still do it on a paraglider, as you say. And a hang glider pilot landing on a paraglider and getting their legs tangled, bearing in mind the speed that they're still going, could be fatal. The obstacle that that presents to a hang glider is so much more dangerous than the obstacle it presents to a paraglider pilot. I don't think anybody wants to to cause an accident or feel that they've caused an accident. And it, it it's very simple rules that we're talking about. It's an awareness of the other pilots in the air. Learn your rules of the air, follow them, because if everybody sticks to them, everyone's much safer. And be considerate when it's crowded. Perhaps don't take off, wait a little while. Or if it all gets a bit light and there's five paragliders up and one hang glider and you're all level with the top, if the paragliders could just land on the side and give the hang glider a bit more room, because the chances are the conditions five minutes later will get a bit better. And just by landing on the side and giving the hang glider pilot a little bit more space to stay up, they'll actually still be there when the conditions get better and they won't be in the bottom landing field. And then you'll see when the conditions are better because the hang glider will go up a bit then take off again, and everybody will have a much better day flying all round. Thank you for your time and insights, Kathleen. We hope that listeners found this information useful and that we all, hang gliders and paragliders, get to have enjoyable, safe and stress-free flying and that we can all have a beer together and a chat about our amazing flights at the end of the day. If you'd like to listen to other flying-related podcasts, you can download or listen to these online at www.theparaglider.com slash podcasts. If you enjoy our podcasts, webcasts and articles on The Paraglider, please consider making a donation to support us with our costs for hosting and also to support us in making great new resources. We've got lots of ideas for new podcasts, webcasts and articles and we'd be happy to produce them, but we need your support. You can find the donate button on any of the podcast pages on theparaglider.com as well as on the main index page. Thank you.